What's up, everybody? On this episode of the podcast, we have Miss Brandy. Miss Brandy is the director of campus affairs here at Salon Success Academy. She is a licensed barber, a licensed cosmetologist, an experienced makeup artist, a full-time educator, and she has her master's of business administration. So get ready to have fun as we listen to Miss Brandy explain her journey here in the beauty industry. Find out which celebrity Brandy would love to style. And just have fun with Joe, Jeff, and Brandy here on Salon Success Academy, the podcast. Hey, so what's up? This is the Salon Success Podcast. I'm uh, Joseph Joe Marmalejo. And I'm Jeff Gross. At Salon Success, you can get a great haircut. The girls of Beauty Academy are so mean. <laughs> Welcome to Salon Success Academy. You can't sit with us. Salon Success. Hello, Salon Success. Help you with your career. Just a little. Salon Success. All right, hey, so this is the Salon Success Academy podcast. I'm Joseph Joe Marmalejo. I'm Jeff Gross, and today we have our Director of Campus Affairs, Miss Brandy Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> First time I want to start fist pumping. <laughs> First time we got the right button. There we right, go. Up in the club. Yeah, Success. So, hey, get it rolling. Miss um, Brandy, you are the director of campus affairs. What exactly is that? Um, I am pretty much oversee operations for all of the campuses. I was a cosmetology teacher here with us. I was a campus director at several campuses um, and recently have transitioned into this role where I support financial aid, um, admissions, all of our campus directors, students, student services. Definitely education. Education, and and just a little bit of everything that goes on at the campus. Making our gifts. Yes, I do make (laughs) our gifts also. All the cool stickers. Use them on Instagram. All right, cool. Um, Uh, Go for it, Joe. So did you enjoy being a cosmetology instructor? Yes, I enjoyed being a cosmetology instructor. Um, It was... I always wanted to be a teacher when I was in high school. That was what I was going to initially plan to go to college for was to teach history because I'm mm. I'm nerdy like that. I, I love <laughs> I love history. So that was kind of what I always had an intention of teaching and an intention with education um, and then teaching and the cosmetology students, <laughs> the core class. Um, I really enjoyed cultivating new students like right at the height of their excitement in their education. So that to me was my favorite part. So speaking of the, the beginning of someone's education, let's backtrack a little bit. So I know your story personally. I think you have an amazing story. Um, not for, not everybody does know your story. So do you want to explain how you got into the beauty industry? And I know you started in Nevada, so. Yes. So, um, I was living in Las Vegas, going to college, um, and not really feeling the vibe of Mm -hmm. college at the time, you know, when you're young and in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. Thank God I didn't grow up there. Yeah. So it was a a very fun time. Um, But I was already doing makeup uh, for a lot of my friends. um, And I wanted to go to makeup school. So when I started researching what schools to go to, there wasn't really a makeup school available Mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. Um, So I went and toured the school that I ended up going to. And initially. What year was this? uh, 2006. Okay. 2006. All right. Um, So I wanted to go, I I went to the school and they, I looked at the esthetician program, but I do not have the temperament for aesthetics in terms of like facial. 
Um, I enjoy By waxing. You mean <laughs> having to be quiet in a room the entire yes, time? Yeah, is, it's your not, social butterfly. That's for sure. It's not my jam. I also feel like once you do a facial, you feel sleepy afterwards. Like I, I couldn't it is see very myself relaxing doing that all day. No, not at all. So I, I wanted to do makeup. I wanted to be creative. Um, mm-hmm. So I decided to go to cosmetology school. Um, and I had an awesome teacher. She was like retired in her 60s, but worked with all the hairdresser legends. She worked in New York on Redken Fifth Avenue. And she was my main inspiration for really going wherever I wanted to go with my career. She was like a police officer and then a hairdresser. And she did all these crazy she things. She did everything. Yeah, she was super awesome. She was like, come to work every day with like hills and a smoky eye. And mm-hmm. she was fabulous. So she was my inspiration. Um, so I graduated cosmetology school and I applied to be an assistant at the Bellagio. Um, and so I had some of my girlfriends be my models because you had to have like an updo model, long hair, short hair, haircut, a um, couple different models for the audition. I got their wardrobe together. I made them all spend the night in my house and do their makeup Hi, before. Hi, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anything I do, I feel like is worth doing to max capacity. So I was going to show up and show out. Um, so I went ahead, had them spend the night, got everybody prepped, and then went with my models. And I ended up actually getting a stylist position at the Bellagio. Right out of the gate? Right out of the gate. For so, anybody who doesn't know about Las Vegas or is not that familiar with Las Vegas, the Bellagio by far is the most like world-renowned, fancy not only resort, but their spa, their salon, their stores, their shopping, everything yes. about the Bellagio is like as high end as you can get in Las Vegas. <laughs> so what you're saying is you went for an assistant job and boom, you nailed a stylist job at the yes. nicest resort in Las Vegas. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, there, it was fun and I did have some challenges being the new girl um, as our opener. The, the girls at Beauty Academy are so mean. Um, <laughs> when you are the newbie and you're fresh out of the gate, you, you definitely have to, um, I'm trying to think of the words, but they put you through the ringer yeah. uh, to make sure that you earned your place there. But it was super fun. We had crazy experiences. Um, you know, you would have clients ordering room service while you're doing their hair and they've got champagne and lobster and you're just like, hi, happy to be here. <laughs> Let me curl your hair. Um, so it was super fun experience. Um, but you don't really gain a clientele doing that because yeah, mostly out of towners. I take Right. It. It's international. Yeah. It's poker wives. It's who's there for the weekend. Um, and I think that for me, I was looking for a more personal experience. So I transitioned to working in a local salon um, in Las Vegas. And while I was at that local salon, one of my teachers at the school I went to also worked there. So she was super instrumental and in like cur- encouraging me. Um, so when there was a teaching position available at the school that I went to, she recommended that I interview for that job. And so I did. Um, in Nevada, you have to get 500 hours of teacher training. So I went through the teacher training program there and began teaching at the school, which was super fun, but challenging because I was one of the youngest teachers in the school. And I had students who were my age, older than me, um, some old enough to be my mama as <laughs> I'm sure they would tell you. I remember her name. <laughs> um, so, it, But it was super, super fun. Um, and I was wanted to be a teacher, and that kind of just solidified where I was, that I got to do the creative side of things that I really, really enjoy and still enjoy doing. But I was able to teach as well, which is truly the main focus of my passion. So what's your favorite part about this industry? 
Um, for me, it's the connections that you make. Um, you know, the word vibe. Um, I've done runway. I've done like print work. I used to do Las Vegas Review Journal when I was in beauty school. Um, I would go on Sundays and we would do the image section for Las Vegas. We had like some, it was called design team, similar to the student ambassador program we have here where you have to be, you know, have to have a certain GPA and certain attendance. I never missed a day of school. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, So, and we did 1800 hours. So I did full blown. What are those? That was an accident. (laughs) My finger slipped. 1800 hours. But um, so we would, we had those opportunities to read do different things for me to find out what I love the most. Um, working behind the chair, obviously you your clients become your family. And when I moved from Las Vegas back to California, I am originally from California, it was a shift because I kind of was like, okay, I left my family, my clients behind. What am I going to do now? Uh, so I still do weddings regularly. That's my... Um, joy, I guess, that avenue doing weddings. I do hair and makeup for weddings and then also coming to work at Salon Success. I've been here since 2012 and teaching. So I was kind of still able to keep both of those things going. Do you ever have that like, you know, yearning or itching to get back in the salon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The day to day for that, for me, I think it's just not my energy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do like having clients. I love doing brides. I know most people are like, ew, bridezilla. And, and I always am firm on this. I've never had a bridezilla. I have had brides made zillas many, 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 many times. Um, I, I don't think that they register that the day is not about them. Um, but I love doing brides. It's like for most people, it's like the most exciting day of their life. It's like all happy champagne, fun, fun, fun. Um, and that, I just truly enjoy doing. So um, I still do that. I still get requests for that. Uh, my sister's a photographer, so we work together a lot doing those things. And it was just kind of a word of mouth when I moved out here. Obviously, I know people who, you know, have my friends from Instagram, from high school. So it's like, oh, I know this person's getting married. This person's getting married. And, you know, I can pick and choose also. If I don't want to do that that day, then mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to. That's nice. I like that freedom. I, I really like that you hit on it because a lot of times, you know, students come here and they're like, oh, I'm getting my license. I'm going to work behind the chair and that's going to be my career for the next like, you know, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, I love the fact that you are able to bring in this different experience and this different route that you've taken. Yeah. And you don't have to. There's so many things. And you, you might start behind the chair and see like, OK, I totally love this. There are some people that that is their wheelhouse and they thrive because of their interpersonal skills with people um, and others find that there are other avenues like they may be educators for certain companies or they are specializing in something in particular and they really enjoy doing that it's totally up to you and there's a bunch of different things you can do it's not just behind the chair you can work in sales you can work in education you can work in fashion there's literally the sky's the limit and it's like very customizable to your personality and what career you want to make for yourself cool let's fast forward a little bit because spoke about your education you got your your license, then you got your teaching credentials in Las Vegas, moved out to California. Um, Even though that you had all those tools in your bag, so to say, uh, you didn't stop there. So do you want to talk about your your continuing education from that point on? 
Yeah, um, I love to learn. So I feel like that's something as a student, you have to be open to learning and open to learning different things. And even though I know for myself, I was going to stay in the beauty industry, I still wanted to be educated in other aspects of management and things like that. So I did have credits because remember, I, I dropped out of college in Las Vegas to go mm-hmm. to beauty school. So I, I was like, you know, I already have this much done. I should finish. Um, so I went to uh, University of Laverne and I got my bachelor's degree in organizational management. So that really helped me with working with other people. The, the degree itself is about managing a business, managing others, working with others about equ- equities and inequities in businesses. Yeah. So that gave me a huge... Um, I think advantage because it's still applicable to the classroom too. Um, when you're managing other people, you're managing other people's expectations. Managing a curriculum. Yes. So I. Exactly. I forgot what that one was about. I was like, okay, I'm hoping this is. It says business. I'm hoping this is a good button. Small, <laughs> small side fact. Actually, our founder, my grandfather, Richard Gross. Also got his bachelor's, I think, in business management as well from University of Louisville awesome. after he started these, after schools? he started our schools. Yeah. Um, in business management at Laverne too. That's in his thirties, cool. yeah. That, my my the reason why I chose Laverne was um, my mother got her bachelor's from there, and my grandfather has his PhD from Laverne. So he graduated. 1988. We ju- he just sent me and my my sister and I are the, his dissertation, but that's why I chose Laverne. Um, it's a private school, but they have like certain cat. They're they're really big on education, and they're also big. Yeah, they're huge. And law and business. Yeah, I have a friend who's in Laverne Law School, about to graduate right now. Yeah, so it, that was really my decision. I actually went to school online, um, and I know people say like um, talk down about an online degree. Um, but it's really hard. You're teaching yourself, like you're reading a book yourself, you're doing all your work yourself. You have to keep yourself in check. You have to be motivated. You have to have, um, not be a procrastinator. It it takes a lot of effort. And I remember I had an art class. Um, and I had a really difficult professor, but my, (laughs) my philosophy is if someone's going to be difficult, I have to like conquer that challenge. So it was my goal to be the best person in this class. Um, you had to write your own textbook. So in the end, I had this like 500 page textbook that I wrote. Um, and then the professor posted the grades. Oh my God. That would take me years. Six months. <laughs> I mean, there's pic- there was pages? pictures and stuff in it too, but it was like oh, mine would be insane. filled with pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you had to have captions for every picture. Um, it was insane. I was the whole class. I was griping and moaning about it. Um, but then he posted like the scores, and it was like everybody in the class. These people got a hundred. There's one person who got a hundred and six. That would be me. Again, I'm an overachiever. <laughs> um, but uh, to me, I take it as a challenge. Like I feel like if I have. <laughs> A difficult um, person that I'm dealing with or a difficult experience, my personal philosophy is like, I am going to make sure that I tackle this difficult um, thing. I don't, I don't like to bow out. Um, and not only do I want to do it, but I want to do it like with shock and awe. Like, I'm going to be so good that you're going to be like, watch out. So, you know, that's one of the things that I really appreciated about you. When I first got hired, I would go around the different campuses and see the campus directors and, you know, instructors interacting with the students. And one thing that about you is you are always pushing your students to be their best, to be as creative as they can be, to push push the boundaries. And uh, I think that, you know, that's so 
great to have in somebody that's like a role model or, or a teacher or an instructor to have someone that's going to push you and to be your best. Some of them don't enjoy it. <laughs> but I yeah, we t- also do get a ton who after graduating and working in the salon oh, yes. a couple of years come back and be like oh my god yes i still get letters from students yeah. i recently got a letter from one of my students in las vegas which i haven't lived there they graduated in like 2009 10 um regarding their behavior at school and thanking me for dealing with their behavior um but also for pushing them and to me i I know why I started beauty school. So when I see people coming in, especially if I've gotten to participate in their enrollment, I always try to remind them of that. Like, this is why you came here. This is what you're doing it for. Um, and there's a lot of times where they're doing it for their kids or for their parents. But really, you you have to have an element of doing it for yourself. Um, and then seeing, I try to find or look towards what they're most capable of doing and then really push them, push them, push them. Some, day, some days they hate me, push them. But I'm not going to let you settle for less for yourself, you know, because. Do it! Do it! Do it! (laughs) Yesterday, Tim Gunn, make it work. Do it! (laughs) Good old shy. Um, Yeah, so I did my bachelor's degree. Um, I also, the same year that I graduated, got my bachelor's degree was when I went to barbering school. So I went to barbering school. during working here at Salon Success, I was mm. working at the San Bernardino campus and driving out to Garden Grove at night um, to get my barbering license so that I could help support the mm. barbering program as we were transitioning over to adding that barbering program. So that was super fun. Um, and then most recently in 2018, um, my sister encouraged me to go back to school. Um, and I'm always like, I hate her, but I love her. <laughs> she she was going to school. She wanted me to do it with her, but I couldn't see any negative sides of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we went and got our master's degree, and it's in career and technical education, which is basically uh, teaching um, vocational skills. So there, were, I had classmates who taught plumbing and aviation and all sorts of different mm-hmm. things. I was always the only Cosmo in the, in the class. Um, but even teaching business is part of that. So I do have my degree in business. Um, so I graduated December, 2019, um, with my master's and nice. Come on, maybe I'll get my PhD. Be a doctor. (laughs) That'd be cool. My grandfather would be very proud of me. Yeah. (laughs) True that. (laughs) For those of you who couldn't hear it said, I'm never financial. Here. I am never going to financially recover from this. (laughs) Joe Exotic. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> so, um, what is your favorite aspect of beauty? I think just the transformative nature as a whole is my favorite part about it. Um, and, and you can be as creative as your client will allow you to be. I do love doing like fashion and runways, usually because the client is the director the artistic director, not um, like a person, Um, but it is truly transformative. I think anybody who's done hair or makeup for any period of time has done, had an experience, at least one where their clients are crying or so excited with the work that you've done. And I don't think that there's any experience that I've ever had that matches the joy that you get from doing that for somebody. That's why I like doing the weddings too, because it's their big day and to make somebody feel like the most radiant, the most beautiful, the best version of themselves on the most important day of their life is like adrenaline rush to and me. There's like a million photos that are going to last forever. Yes. I always say that it's about weddings where you should spend your money on your budget is the look 
and your photography, because that's at the end of the day, you're all you have is your pictures. So you want to make sure that those things are the high ticket items or what you invest in, because that's what you're going to have left um, after the day's over. If you could do anybody's hair or anybody's makeup and like any celebrity, who would it be? Is this a real question? Yeah, it's a real question. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that I know who it is, but the duh, audience doesn't. It would be Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I was her for Halloween, and she liked and commented on my picture. That's happened to you a few times on Halloween. And one year, you did the cast of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yes, we did and the Riverside it, staff. We and did. uh, didn't cast members like the photo? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm obsessed with <laughs> Halloween. Um, again, transformative. And you get to be creative. And, like, there are no rules. I, choose, I usually don't do the Mean Girls. There are no rules on Halloween <laughs> version. I'd be the Lindsay Lohan who shows up like as a scary zombie bride where everyone else has cat ears on. Um, or you were a cat this year. Yes, I, and I was going to say that. Or if I am a cat, I'm not going to be a basic cat. I got to be an extra one on top of it. We did the Corona staff did um, Cats the musical. Oh. Um, this you last just predated Halloween. the movie. Yes, we yeah, did. Thank God. Yeah. Cause I heard it was a flop. Oh, <laughs> no, was, I, I didn't see it. I did. It was, I mean, I, excuse me. I didn't see it cause I could not get through it. It was awful. And I love a musical, but I could not at all. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it was rough, but yes, Chloe Kardashian. Um, mainly because I love her. No. <laughs> um, I just think it'd be something fun. I also feel like there's this joke, like running joke in my family or people who know me. Obviously, she's not with Lamar anymore, but they call me and my husband, Chloe and Lamar. Um, so we have this a little bit of a um, similar appearance, minus sh she's got, you know, weight loss and plastic surgery. Oh, please. But Michael's I was tall. Sisters going I would to also jail. <laughs> have a little compassion. <laughs> yes, that was when Chloe was going to jail and Kim was trying to take selfies in the van. Um, and Chris told her, your sister's going to jail. <laughs> Brandy handpicked that, that sound effect. <laughs> um, yes, but I just think, yeah, obviously being able to work with a celebrity, that's your opportunity to, I just see, to me, she seems down to earth. So I think it would be something cool, fun to do. And I probably wouldn't be as nervous. You hear that? Chloe, you have your next uh, hairstylist right here waiting for you. Ready God, to could roll. you imagine? That would be so cool. My action plan is to be the next Jen's hairdresser. Um, <laughs> as we are all, you know, biracial, I can assist the children in curly-haired fabulosity. Next gen. Oh, next generation. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Saint. So Stormy. let's talk a little bit about curly hair or textured hair. Um, you know, with everything that happened with a couple of weeks ago and... Um, in America, everything that's going on. So I talk to you pretty often about, you know, textured hair, curly hair and how it's represented. What are, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I'm thankful that there are options now. I grew up looking rough in every <laughs> single picture that I have. Um, my sister referred to my morning hair routine with my mom as my morning torture session, just because of the lack of information. We didn't have Google. Um, and her just like literally tearing at my hair with the wrong kind of brushes. And then my being frustrated, her being frustrated and the collective of the morning routine being just horrific. Um, I never wanted to have curly hair cause I wanted to have straight hair. Like my mom, I want my sister, her hair is pretty straight. So growing up in high school, that was like not a thing that people had wore their hair curly at all. It was like sleek flat iron it. So my sister and I used to flat iron our hair with the 
with the iron at home, like lay down on the ironing board and mm-hmm. and flat mm-hmm. iron our hair, straighten it out. Um, so I just think it's a dream to have so many options, um, so many hair care products um, and education on how to do curly hair. Not all curly hair is the same. So there's opportunity to learn different types of curly hair, different types of textures, um, and really everybody can have curly hair. It's not um, just one specific type of person. So I am super ecstatic about the education that's available, that it's like I don't walk out and feel like I'm the only person wearing my hair this way, that I see other people. And every time, you know, you if you see another girl with a fro, curly hair, you're always like, yeah, hey. <laughs> like it's a little sisterhood that you have with all those people with curly hair. Hi, sisters. <laughs> Hi, sisters. Ready for that one. <laughs> no, yes. Um, I I think it's great that that you you know embrace everything about yourself so uh, so well. Uh, you always come in. Your hair looks so gorgeous all the time. Thank you. It's magnificent. <laughs> yeah, she always comes in well put together. I don't think you've ever had a bad hair day here. I try not to have a bad hair day, or uh, if I'm having a bad hair day, uh, there's a lot of accessories going on. <laughs> I mean, I do have bad. I woke up. I've been up. It took me like two hours to brush out my hair this morning because that's like a, a curly girl thing. You have wash day and that is a whole entire process of like detangling, <laughs> washing, deep conditioning. Um, and I, instead of doing it when I had an entire day off yesterday, I chose to wake up at the crack of dawn and do that today. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, yeah, you, it's, there's a lot of effort, but also <laughs> it's because like curly hair can be messy hair too. Then you can, play up the lazy days as you know this is just me being you know wild and free all right i love that if you had any advice to any students that are just starting their you know training what would that be or thinking about starting um well one if you're thinking about starting uh i would just ask yourself what's the hold up you know for myself i had a I had a period of reflection and thinking that me doing hair wasn't going to be enough Um, when I was choosing to go to beauty school, like I come from a family of educators and that was like, okay, well, like hairdresser, what's that, you know? Um, and I think you have to release that stigma. Um, hairdressers, obviously we have seen are essential during this time, uh, where people are literally protesting to be able to get their hair done. Um, when I was first went to beauty school, one of my teachers said, you know, this job is recession, recession proof. People are always going to be vain and always going to want to look their best. And you will always have a place to help people do that. So that has been true for my entire career. And then in terms of once you're first starting, um, just don't, there, you got to remove doubt and you have to be open. Everybody has something to teach you. Your classmates have something to teach you. Um, now you guys all have social media and endless options on the internet. I would say be selective in what you choose to watch on the internet because there's a lot of misinformation and you want to solidify that with the educators that you have at your school. But I was like probably a super annoying student. Every teacher I had, I'm like in the classroom, I'm front row. And why did you do that? And why did you do that? I saw that you held the bobby pin with your left hand. Why did you do that? And you know, half the time they're like, I don't know, I was just doing it, (laughs) you know, but I wanted to know every single thing and why you did that because I want 
wanted to be able to make sure that I'm making the best choices when I'm doing my clients' hair. And I feel that my most successful students, even though in, in school they might have been the best of the best, um, they never behaved that way. They were always open to learning. They would be the ones to ask the most questions. And those are the most successful students. If you think that you know everything before you're starting, then you're selling yourself short. All right. Jeff, you have any final thoughts here? No, I think it was a perfect point to end on. Yeah. Totes. Well, thanks, uh, Randy. <laughs> Totes with goats. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming on. We've been uh, really wanting to have you come on this podcast, and you know, I'm so happy that we finally did. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so let's hear ourselves out. Where's that intro? That outro? I'm not ready. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I got to do another. <laughs> All right, so here it comes. Thanks, Brandy. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Full on success.